back again. Bigger Talks, IG Live Edition. Uh, we're talking sports politics and hoop and basketball, NBA with my guy, my man, a hundred grand. I know him as Q, um, son of Goldie. Quincy, that is, that's his name, but he goes by the Hoop Lord, the Hoop Lord official. So let's get into it. We're going to talk basketball, the current state of the NBA, um, women's hoop. Uh, we're going to talk it all. So I'm going to see if he on here. Dame Dollar, Pete. What up, Pete? That's my guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me see. Let's see. Where's my guy? Where's my guy? Invite the hoop lord. The hoop lord. We yeah, we yeah. There you go. <clears throat> What's going on, everybody? Where, where, fifteen? What up, baby? There you go. There you go. <laughs> What's good? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. Man, good to see you, What's man. Good? A hoop lord official. It's official like a ref with a whistle. Let's go, my guy. E bigger, man. Thank you for having me on. Yo, you man, hear me good? You yeah, you yeah. got a microphone or something? Yeah, hold on. Cause I would. My okay, okay. Uh oh, the buffering. We're buffering. Can you hear yeah. me? You, you, you. All right, we back. We back. We back. We back. All yeah, right. Yeah. So to people who don't know, this is Quincy uh, Q, I call him. He's also known as my barber. Uh, he's a creative. He's done, like, national commercials, billboards. Um, he's also a former hooper in his day. Uh, he's an artist. He creates music. Um, he has a young son who's like a, a phenom at three years old, and um, he's a very intellectual being. He's really, um, he just tapped it in a whole nother way, um, and he's always talking basketball, so we always have like deep discussions about ball, life, and um, we're just going to talk a little bit of hoops, and um, we're going to get right into it. So before we dig into basketball and sports politics, um, just giving people a debrief, just, you know. You're born and raised Philadelphia, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Born and raised Philadelphia. You know, I'm just like a, uh, I don't know. I'm like I'm like an artist at heart, man. I, I like to do everything involving arts and, and everything like that. But as far as you know, hooping and everything, I grew up hooping. I grew up hooping um, with some of the best ballers in Philly and the, like the best era in Philly coming up. You know, guys that went to the league and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I just I just love the game. I'm just passionate about the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. – I always was very passionate about the game. You know what I mean? I love coaching. Uh, I love um, every aspect of the game, honestly, man. I study it. I really, you know, I'm into it. You know, And I'm like you said, I'm raising a hooper. So, you know, I just immerse myself into the, into the culture like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it is. So, I, I've never asked you this, but I always assumed that maybe – dad or maybe your mom well who was the first person to introduce you to basketball like who put that who put the ball in your hand like who inspired you to play ball from you know from watching growing up playing ball just someone in general like here son or here nephew yeah. or, uh, who inspired you 
man, I just was always inspired by, I always wanted to, I used to idolize people, like, even, like, from, like, when I was a fan of just wrestling and, and you know, watching the, the, the different characters, the different personalities, and then I, I, I gravitated towards football, and I, you know, I always gravitate towards, like, people like Deion Sanders and, like, um, Eric Dickerson and certain players that I would yeah. just, like, identify with, and then once I got to the age where it was like, because I always was playing basketball, but I really, really, really start really, really loving the game and wanting to play play it when I I started to realize I probably wasn't going to be the football star that I wanted to be. But I but I really, I like players like Jason Kidd, you know, coming up, you know, in college. When he, I love the Fab Five. I fell in love with the whole Fab Five Michigan thing. I fell in love with, you know, the NCAA. That was my first love right there, college basketball, for real, for real. Damon Stoudemire and those guys like that. A bunch of you know what I'm saying, and then um you know when when Iverson took over the 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 world you know what I'm saying I'm in Philly it was a wrap you know what I mean I wanted to become AI like he he put that battery in everybody back like yo you can do it so you right. know what I mean I just really just stay hooping and just try to stay around the game and you know the streets and everything and politics and stuff coming away and my mind wasn't on you know in the right place at the at a young age so I didn't go to college to play ball. I had scholarship offers, a couple of them, and it was just like, you know, I didn't value the, the, the school or whatever. I had my mind on something. It was just, it was, I was reckless at, at the time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know at some point you had developed a, a, a friendship or, you know, a relationship with Alan Iverson at the time. Um, yeah. First years in Philly, I don't know if you can go into details, but you kind of just speak on that and like what you saw in him and what you know about, you know, being that type of uh, athlete and ball player from your perspective, what it takes, what it looks like. Yeah. Really understand outside looking in. Cause we only know what the TV show is, what we know, but you, but you, you was around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. his energy at times. I don't know. I know you was rapping cause you was, you was, a, you was a rap star affiliate. Yeah. The time. So, and can you just kind of give us a debrief on that? I think. Yeah. Yeah. We met um, Iverson through, through a friend named Ty Gracie. He's like, um, he grew up with AI, right? And we was doing our rap thing. We was on the radio in, in, in Philly. So they wanted to link up um, with some dudes that was popping in the city while they was doing a rap thing. And, um, you know, Chuck, you know, that's what we call him, Chuck. He he really just, you know, took a liking to, to me and my, my guys. And it was like family. Like, you know what I mean? He was just such a real dude that he never separated who he was from the professional, you know what I mean, that, that he was. He's in a league, but it really – He's he out like he he from the streets like you know what I'm saying you know he brought everything to the game he brought the the hood to the game he was like the Tupac of the NBA for real for real he revolutionized like the way people uh -huh. play people look you know what I mean he really brought the soul to the game you know what I mean from the braids to the tattoos to the um just the fashion of it like you know the sleeve you know what I mean just a straight trendsetter and um just observing how he you know how tough it was kind of handling everything around him at the time. Cause it was a lot on his shoulders, making a lot of money. You know, he got all the women, you know, everything, you know, all the jury, he was like a rap star. So we'll be around him a, a lot of times. And it's like, you know, when, when do he practice? When do he work out? When is he perfecting his craft? When, when, when is all these things happening? It's like, Oh, it's really not happening. He just was gifted born to do it. So it's not somebody that you can, 
look at and really follow his blueprint to be successful in nothing that you're doing because he just got it and he had it and, and everybody you know he inspired everybody but he you know he inspired people to work hard to be like him because he just had it and he yeah. didn't have a work ethic you know what i'm saying yeah that's well, that's great I, I always, you know like and what was it what was the rap group you was in back in the day because i don't want to get it wrong yeah, yeah, we was called the Dough Stackers in, in Philly. Um, for a while, it was uh, FEDS, Feds, but it stands for Forever Dough Stacking, so we just cut it to Dough Stackers. And, you know, we had a buzz in the city, did songs with people like, you know, Gilly, Freeway. Um, I did songs with uh, Cameron, Raekwon. I, I, you know, did a, a few right. things. So, you know, to speak on that like that, those type of folks or those type of people, um, I'm always admired by, like, how did you attract that type of person? How were you able to get in that person's frequency? And as always, I feel like it's from what's going on in the inside and what you think and what you believe. And, you know, I remember when you first met me uh, back in probably like 2013 or 14, you was cutting my hair. You was like, you thought I already was where I was at, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Thought about how you think, your character, and what you know about people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I say all that to say, you know, as we move into like the basketball talk and the sports talk, what do you think? Um, why do you think um, basketball players per, per, per se are so idolized now than they were before? I feel like Jordan was the biggest idol of all yeah. back in the day. Like yeah. it was, it wasn't too many like Jordan. Then you had Iverson, and now you got everybody from the LeBrons to the uh, Lucas to the yeah. Dane Dollars to. Um, I mean, LaMelo Ball. I mean, there's so many. Mm -hmm. Why do you basketball, um, basketball players, uh, NBA players to be exact, are so idolized as not only like athletes, but as people off the court that people look up to or that want to be like? What is that? Like, what? when did that it's change? A, it's, it's the phenomenon where it's like, it's um, it's it's kind of like death of a superstar. It's like the death of the superstar. It's this new era where you got to think like, what is an influencer? Yeah, true. We're influencers. We're influencing somebody, right? So those players all understand they're, they're an individual brand and they are influencers. Whatever they do, whatever lifestyle they do, they, they, they promote it. It's a, it's, a, it's a lane for it. It's a marketing strategy around it. So they, 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 they took the blueprint from a, you know, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and then boom, Michael Jordan, it was a wrap. Once them Jordans hit the, hit the feet, it was a wrap. So, you know, they, they, they make superstars, you know, in every – and then the talent, everybody evolved. You know what I mean? The, the talent level evolved. Like like you said, back then, Jordan was a one-of-one, one, and he's still a one-of-one, one, but it was like the second guy was so far away from him. Yeah. Now you got guys that they all bunched in. We don't know who better out of this bunch. They are all amazing I'm talking about superhuman abilities. Like, we don't know how you compare, you know, Stephen Dame, you know, KB, LeBron. Like, yo, know, like, what are these people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is a James Harden and, and Kyrie Irving? What? what? Get about those guys because you got the new guys, the Lucas, the Trey Young. And, and then you got, you understand? So it's like, it, it got it got to the point where, where talent and everything, and that, that's it, it getting to – what I was saying about how the league is overcrowded, I think, because so much elite talent 
how you gonna market all these people is a lot of people getting overlooked and then as and then for the people that's getting overlooked then you got the other guys that just won't get a chance and in a whole nother era they would have been stars yeah. but it's like the, the regular player is ready to be obsolete you have to make yourself an established brand on that court that the to have a, a reason to keep you on that roster now. Right. Even to be on the team if you got, you know, endorsement deals. Like I look at someone like Kyle Kuzma, I think he's a he's a great player. You know, he's great because he lives in LA. He has a look, so gets him like sponsorships and then even who he's dating. I don't know if he's still dating a young lady, but that matters, right? Who you date, your style, your swag, that can keep you on the team longer than your game sometimes. A lot and of it a lot of it is political, yo. Political. Is, is what you is, and, and, and a lot of it kind of always not always but it usually because these companies are smarter than to invest in somebody who ain't you know who they not going to get their return on investment so it's like them guys got to live up to something you can you, you know it kind of shows a lot about a, a person that's out there getting endorsement deals or even starting his own brand or you know get putting himself out there as this guy as this guy you know they confident about themselves you look at the uh kid anthony edwards he do interviews and he's like a comedian like he charismatic but you got to show your personality because like you know we, we don't know this guy, you know what I'm saying? So he's showing his personality. He's going to get a bunch of endorsement deals, do a bunch of commercials probably, you know what I mean? He establishing himself as more than just a, a player, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really a superstar. I'm going to be here for, for a long time. And on the other hand, LaMelo had all his time establishing himself as a person, but it was growing up being a goofy kid, and now he's more reserved because it's like, yo, I can't, I might, I might ain't mature enough I might ain't even mature in my life as much as my game has these past few years. So I'm going to hold back on the, on the interview clowning, but I'm going to let my game do the talking. So it's, yeah. it's, it's you know. Got it. All right. So, you know, we move into the next phase. It's kind of like rapid fire. I'm going to name some players. And whatever, yeah. comes, whatever comes to mind, I just want you to say. So it's going to yeah. be like players. Um, you ready? Yep. Russell Westbrook. Legend. I like that. Um, Luca. Future. LaMelo Ball. Special. LeBron James. King. KD. Sniper. <laughs> you good, boy. <laughs> All right, let's go to NBA. We got, we're going to do NBA awards. I'm kind of got switching it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this year, 2020, 2021, it's been a different year because we got fresh off a of pandemic, um, early season. Um, yeah. A lot of guys getting injured. But a lot of guys are showing up and paying their dues and making their dues. So we're going to start from, from the young guys. Rookie of the year, who you going with, man? Rookie of the year. Don't be biased, man. Don't Rookie be biased. of the year is like this. No, no, this, this the thing. This, I'm glad you said that. You see me, I'm invested, right? I got, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got, you know, from day one, right? You see me, right? You see wow. me. Yeah. You see, you see what, what, you know what I mean? You see me. Yeah. But look, this is what I'm going to say. They both are great, to, um, the, the two top contestants, right? You know, you got LaMelo Ball, you got Anthony Edwards. They both are great. When LaMelo Ball, before the injury, he was runaway rookie of the year. He got injured. 
Anthony Edwards stays steadily improving his scoring and just, you know, been on a tear. Scored two 40-point games, right? He's a great player. What we have to understand is that at this point, he's not playing for anything but to try to secure the rookie of the year. And LaMelo is coming back from an injury in the middle of a playoff push. So his team needed to rush a 19-year-old back from a season-ending injury for a playoff push. It's a different type of guy. It's a different yeah. type of guy. There's a lot riding on this, this, this kid. So therefore, if Anthony Edwards is special, LaMelo is special in different ways, but they both the future, you do what, what happened in, I think, 95 when it was Jason Kidd and Grant Hill. They both won the award. Yeah. And, and that's the appropriate thing to do this year. It's appropriate. And, and I just put on my, my page as like a joke, but it's real. Why? Like in the basketball community, you, you, you got division all over just like you do in society, right? The, 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 the GOAT debates, the, the, the KD, whatever debates you want, the, the staff, whatever. In this rookie of the year debate, like in this rookie of the year uh, race, it is an opportunity that the NBA has to kind of set a precedent for the future in the way we look at players and try to put them against each other. Give it to them both to yeah. end the fighting between the fans because they're going to be fighting for 25 years. Yeah. These kids are great players. They're young. And why deprive one of them of something that you know they deserve? Yeah. Both and, and of them deserve it. And that's the thing. You, you, you talk about Jay Kidd and Grant Hill. And uh, I think uh, Steve Francis and Elton Brand got it too one year, right? At the same time? Uh, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they did. But, but it's, yeah. it's, it's happening. I, I, I do feel like when LeBron got I feel like Melo should have got rookie of the year too. Should have been co-MVP. I mean co mm -hmm. But I get it. Politics. That's why we talk about politics. The politics way they're in LeBron's favor. High school. A lot of money behind right. them. But Melo still averaged 21 his rookie year. And I think he even mm -hmm. went to the point. So it's like, but that's even here or there. So mm -hmm. with all the information and all the details you just, you know, elaborated on, you think both should be rookie of the year. I think it'd be last year with Luke. Which is yeah, up. yeah. Um I think I think it's it's all about how you know, of course it's gonna come down to the voters and what they value. And I don't think it's like this. If if the voters have been watching this one kid grow up and they did not think he was going to be this guy, oh, I see. That, that's, that's giving him a little bit more. You know, Anthony Edwards, they didn't watch him grow up. They don't yeah. hate his dad. They don't know his dad. They don't know his brother. Yeah. They don't. So what I always tell people that, that try to um, hate on LaMelo on my page in, in, in favor of Anthony Edwards, I say, listen, man, I love Anthony Edwards. You ain't going to get me to say I hate him, but that's the problem. Go tell your boy to get his haters up. Yeah. You, where your haters at? <laughs> oh, that's a, good, that's a good point. Where are your haters at? If you're not polarizing, if you're not somebody that a lot of people love and a lot of people hate, if you're just the guy that's just loved, yeah. you might can get forgotten about. Absolutely, you will get forgotten about. You'll get forgotten about. Look, perfect example. 
even though you know i probably was going to go go to this example for another question ahead or whatever if you going to ask me but like about um like tony parker yeah he's a he's a great player Absolutely. and and he has like four championship rings and people don't bring him up no they don't when they Absolutely. talk about the the greatest point guard ever they're on netflix no one's talking about it so it's like yeah you know what i mean do you want to be I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta be remembered. You gotta be polarized, and that's not a good, that's not an example like to towards like Anthony Edwards because I do believe he's gonna be polarizing. He's building his character up, like he's showing the world that he's a character. You know what I mean? And um, but it's like I, I, I just think he's so lovable, honestly. Like, and, and him and Melo, they played twice this year. It wasn't no bad blood, no, no, no future rivalry that you sense yeah. gonna happen. So it's like. It's respect there. Them dudes is like two. They very polar. They special kids, man. I don't like putting them against each other, man. No, I respect that. I mean, I would say they should get. They both earned it. Deserve it. And I mean, Buddy was number one as well. It's like he lived up to being number one. You know, and up the hype. It's like I got Melo's rookie card. It's like I don't know what he's gonna be ten years, but if he continues on his process, <laughs> he gonna be in. The I got. I got some Anthony Edwards joints on the way. I got two Anthony Edwards on the way. I got yeah. some Lamellos. Yeah. I got some, some Ant Man's on the way. So we got that out of the way. So uh, let's go to uh, most improved player. Most improved player has to be um, Julius Randle. Yeah, I like that. Because he's a, he, he's, he's a leader and a winner, you know, this year and skill wise, just. He's improved his game. He 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 has more range. He has more uh more in his bag off the triple threat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, he just playing winning basketball. You know what I mean? For real. And uh and he made that jump. He's I think he was um he's gonna be like first or second team All NBA this year. You know what I mean? So I would give it to yeah. him. Bonus. He put in work, bro. I watch him work. I think he's good. So bonus, days. you said. Training. You said it's a bonus. You said no. I said I said I hope I said he's gonna get a bonus. Like oh no, salary bonus. He earned it. I watched him work out on YouTube over the summer with the, I think his trainer is Drew Halen. He trains like him, Bradley Bill, um, um, Tatum, uh, uh, Embiid, uh, uh, and, and uh, what's the other yeah. kid? Another guy he got that's really good. I can't remember, but them guys get it in. Them guys been most improved. Yeah, that's. Um, but anyway, yeah, that makes sense for sure. If it was an award for, I'm gonna say this: if it was an award for just most improved shooter, I would have to go with my man Zoe. Yeah, yeah, he had 33 points in a span of three days. He had 33 points um twice in a span of three days. One of them was a revenge game against Steph. Steph lit his ass up, and he got on the phone. <laughs> But look, this is the best, though. He got on the phone after that and, and called Zion and said, yo, I'll I let you down. I got you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And then he told Jello, 30 ball coming. And then he had 33 and a win. So that just goes to show people that not only confidence could go a, a, a long way, because people still question his old confidence, but it's not that. It's like he believes in the work, the actual work that he put in. So all he's doing is it, it ain't even no no belief. It, it's not it's not belief. It's not confidence. It's it's trusting 
the work that you have done to, to pay off. And and he put it like when you when you come in a league and you shooting from this side and now you, you corrected it and this and this money is like that's all he doing is just trusting the work, you know what I'm saying? I think that's, that's that's dope. I think, I think you know, he's a testament of, you know, confidence, you know, from a spiritual sense, it means with faith. That's what it means. That's the terminology of confidence, with faith. So mm -hmm. if you don't have faith or belief in what you're doing, then it's like, what are you doing it for? And mm -hmm. Over time, you just get better because subconsciously you know that this shot is going to go in. Like, I know no matter what, if I'm shooting, it feels like this is going to go in. And he had a lot of pressure on him coming in the league. He, usually with someone in years, they even, they're out of there. Three to four years because uh, you're not as good as you are. But he's improved every year. If you look at his stats, he's improved every year. So, shots out. That's important. Oh, I mean, he carried a torch for his family, his little brothers. He did it. So, I mean, mm -hmm. he, he, he made it to the league for, so his little brother can come and shine. So, yep. I respect that. Um, so, yeah, most improved, you got Julius Randle. Who gets sixth man of the year? Sixth man of the year. Yeah. You know what's so crazy? I'm going to go with uh, Clarkson. That, that's what I already said. I'm going to go with, um, with Jordan Clarkson because – Winning is a big thing. And plus, Jordan Clarkson is like not only six man of the year, but you got to think. He's he got to be mentioned with most improve. Yeah. To accept the role and, and, and not only accept it, like he's excelling it and in, in, in attacking this role and headlocking this role to the point where you can tell already. I, I'm, I'm going to predict it already. And his contracts and everything, future and, and moving forward. Yo, bro, don't start me, bro. Do Dang. not listen. Don't Want start me. Want some Lou Will ish? I'm the new Lou Will. I'm going for the for the off the bench numbers. Cause you know what? I don't need that responsibility as a starter. But keep me in mind as a closer. Yeah. It ain't about because he understands it's not about who starts, it's who finishes. You know what I'm saying? He, he understands. Those are valid. Um, so now we go defensive player of the year. Who gets the, the defensive player of the year? Now the defensive player of the year, this where this where the hater probably gonna come out. Because <laughs> I, because, you know what I mean? Because I don't think it's Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, we are gonna talk about Ben Simmons. Don't oh, well, no, I got some energy for him. I got my notes for you, brother. <laughs> so it's uh, right. So for the defensive player of the year. I'm gonna go with somebody like um Dan, they gotta impact winning too. A, a, a great defender on a winning team. That's really good. I, I I might have to go with Rudy again. Everybody hate on Rudy Gobert. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with him again because when them dudes be putting up them big numbers on, on them, that was like all a part of the plan for, for Utah. Like Utah be winning them games. But they like, win. They like, they're like, yeah. we, we, we going to let you go off. We, you know what I mean? I like Rudy because, you know, he hang his hat on defense. I, and he ain't switch. He ain't try to switch the narrative for his career midway through and just become a defender. Like, nah. Well, it's so all right, Kyle. That, that's, that's fair. Now we got – what else we got? We got what? Uh, NBA, NBA MVP. Who gets it? This is, this is like – this is probably the first year – 
that I've been like, damn, even players on the losing team feel like they can get it. Like, it's weird. Like, I think, about, it is. I think about Steph. I think about Joel Embiid. Uh, I think about um, LeBron. LeBron's not in there. Um, Jason Tatum, even though he's not really winning. Um, mm -hmm. I can't say Kyrie, but I mean, Kyrie's been uh, – I don't know, bro. I don't – All right, I, I, I'll make it easier for you because it's a process of elimination. Yeah, LeBron, okay. you're out of here. Out of there, yeah. Because the game's played. No, exactly. And B might be disqualified because the game's played, but I, I, I'm not sure. I think right now Joker should um, be – the, the Joker, right? Yeah. And, and um, Got Chris Paul. He's been playing decent. I think I think I think um Chris Paul I, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to Chris Paul real quick. But um guys that really impact the, the, the game so much this year that was in the running, like guys like James Harden. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was up there, you know what I mean? But a lot of dudes, mostly all of them dudes from the top, they 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 got, you know, the, the games played really messed them up. But Giannis, right? Yeah. Giannis would this would have been what his third MVP in a row. So he's disqualified because the narrative. We're Change. not we we ain't trying to give you three in a row. Boom. Yeah. So you ain't getting it. Um and B, probably not, but uh what's her name, right? I said the Joker. Now look, you said Chris Paul, right? Yeah. People are starting to mention Chris Paul in there. And I'm thinking, like, okay, I get it, but that's like a you you want to factor in like the fact that every team he been with he made da, da, da. no no let's talk about this season and let's talk yeah. about what he did for this team great right took him to the playoffs and everything but I think like how rookie of the year I said co rookie of the year right if you give it to Chris Paul you would have to just say you know what to make it right with the hoop lord please be be dual MVPs and say. Only if we giving it to Chris Paul, we're going to say Devin Booker, too. And I know that ain't going to happen. Right, right. But all I'm saying is it because of this. I know the NBA be owing people awards or feeling like they owe people awards, and that's why they give it to them, right? I don't think it would be fair to give Chris Paul any more awards under Devin Booker's watch because that is Devin Booker's city that he's been struggling in for a while. And the only opportunity he did have to do something on his own he did it last season in the bubble. They said, you have to win every game. So what did Devin Booker go out and do? Win every game. And he didn't make the playoffs. Then he was not selected to the All-Star game. Chris Paul came and got selected to the All-Star game. So what does Devin Booker get for being Devin Booker? Because Chris Paul, you ain't go join a bum. You join Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton and all them do. So all I'm saying is like, yo, Chris Paul, you might be canceled out because you have Devin Booker too, bro. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's unfair to Devin Booker. Yeah, so I mean, so then you got Chris Paul. Give it Paul. to Joker. Give it Joker. to Joker. Hey, respect. Joker's been playing his butt off. Like Jamal Murray got hurt. A few guys got traded. Yeah. So got injured. Fair, fair game. All right, let's get into these playoffs, man. I think like three or two games away from the NBA playoffs. Shouts out to the Hoop Lord. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> crazy. The play-in. The play-in, you mean? Like, get, like, elaborate on that. What is the play-in, and why do we have the play-in? What is this all about? Is it a money generator? Is it 
to extend the rec the, the postseason so we can have more TV time? I don't understand it. Where does this come from and why? From your if perspective. I'm not mistaken, it, it, it definitely gives players an opportunity to to have memorable breakouts, right? In a play-in, memorable breakouts. So when we look at back in history. If I'm not mistaken, it was a bubble MVP given out last year for Michael Porter Jr. I don't know if that was the play-in per se MVP, but it may be. I mean, I don't I don't know what that was specifically, but maybe they'll have like an, um, some play-in awards, maybe, and there's an opportunity to pad your accolades. But but as far as the um, what it does, I guess it shows um, it gives you the opportunity. Let's say if you was hobbled by COVID and injuries and stuff like that, right? And your yeah. record is not really what it is. Like, yo, we're better than this if we would have had our guys. That's the yeah. only reason why we in 10th seed. Well, guess what? You can prove that y'all better than the 6th the seed by playing them. But, you know, uh -huh. so, you know what I mean? So, and, and it's like um, teams get hot, at, you know, later and teams get healthy later. You know, it, it can it can hurt or harm you, man. You could be, you could be trying to, you know, play yourself into that A spot or secure that eight spot so bad, and then your guys is worn out for the play-in. Look at Bradley Bill. Is his hamstring and ankle going to be ready for the play-in? Because he out today. He out then, today. Then the eight for the ninth seed, the Wizards. Tenth. Tenth, okay, okay, okay. So Russ is, you know, Russ playing for the record right now, and he ready to have to do the impossible and win without Bill. And, and right. they need this game. They got hurt today or yesterday? Uh, the last uh, minute of the last game when he had 50. Oh, he had 50? See, I haven't been watching the Wizards. I know. The, I just know Russ shots I saw from your highlights. He blocked that, that was that, that was that game. Russ had oh. an unbelievable triple-double again, and, and Bill had 50 that game. Did he break the record for Oscar Robertson? Did he, did he, he tied it. He breaking it today. Okay, got it. That's amazing. Shouts out to Russ, man. I don't know the guy, but the guy is phenomenal. You I love Russ. <laughs> 2020, 20, 20, you know what I mean? 60s. <laughs> I love Russ, man. So, you know, are the Lakers in the eighth seed or seventh seed? Lakers currently are in. Because I know they in the play in. Just know that just know that they in the play in. They in the seventh seed currently. So what teams have to play in the play in the last three? Six, seven, and eight? I oh, think six. seven. Seven through ten. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. That should be man, that should Seven, be eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I think so. And who's number one in the West and who's number one in the East? Is it the Nets and the Jazz? No, that's uh is the yeah, it's the Jazz for sure. And Sixers. What? Huh? When did they what? Yeah. Oh, so the Sixers made number one with Doc Rivers end of the season. They got your boy Joel Embiid. They got J. Cole. I mean, Tobias Harris. And they got <laughs> player of the year. I mean, Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. Or oh, 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 supposed to be defensive player. Right. Let's talk about this guy, Ben Simmons, BS. <laughs> what, so, what is, I don't even want to say it's hate, but I feel like you like to challenge guys that are great because you see so much potential in them. What is it about Ben Simmons that you would like to see from him? Or what is it? from Ben Simmons you would like for him to do for them to be a contender? Because I feel like he has so much potential, but I feel like him not 
taking jump shots does affect the entire team because it's part of the game. Yeah. Is um this is a three point era we live in and everybody can agree agree with that. Yeah. The three pointer has changed the way everybody watches the game, analyzes the game and everything. Is a big part of the game. And it's flat out worth more than two. You can't have a player on your team that's reluctant to shoot or 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 do anything to help the team win for that matter. So if there's something on, on on a team that any player refuses to do, then 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 I'm not rocking with that. Especially if he's the quote unquote point guard and felt entitled to that position. Like, yo, I'm the point guard, put the ball in my hand. And so and, and he talks like he's a point guard. He he passes and everything like a point guard, but it's like this, bro. You can't be hesitant or just flat out reluctant to shoot the ball because at, at that point, it doesn't make basketball sense. It's not really good basketball as far as spacing the floor. It's playing four on five offensively. We can get somebody smaller and more willing to shoot the ball. I mean, you can't be unwilling to do nothing on a basketball court. It's something that's general, like shooting a basketball. I mean, look at Giannis. Giannis is not a great shooter, but he shoots the ball. Even Eric Snow back in the day shot the ball. Rajah Rondo shoots the ball. Like, these guys are yeah. not great shooters, but they shoot the ball. Magic Johnson. I mean, just enough to keep the defense honest. Just, Even just, Mark Coates. Like, he, he great. Shoot, Yo, you, you, brought up, you brought up Mark L. Fultz, right? Think about Mark L. Fultz for a minute. This kid had an unforeseen freak accident that he probably wasn't even able to share with people what exactly happened because he probably messed his contract up. Yeah. It was off-the-court injury, and then some workouts, whatever they said he was shooting with weight balls, whatever, whatever happened, he lost the whole muscle memory of his jump shot. Like, it was off, ligament damage or something. And he, he had to reconstruct his, his jump shot. And it looked terrible. One of the worst jump shots we ever seen in the NBA. And he shot through it. Yeah. He shot through it looking like the guard version of Bill Cartwright out there, looking crazy. And he, and he was willing to, to look crazy. But, I'm, but you're not going to just dare me to shoot out here. You're not just going to let me. Lonzo Ball. In his first game, and I think Patrick Beverly was terrorizing him. Lonzo Ball was shooting that broke shit. He was like one for 15. Doing, 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 doing. <laughs> I'm shooting it. They leaving me open. Doing, doing. Another example, and this right here, I put it in my book. I'm not even going to get a title to my book up right now. I know you know it. But I was talking about it, guys. I got it in my notes. Okay, yeah, for sure, man. I put it in. I put it in my book for a reason because I think it, it sums up my my problem with Ben Simmons. Because people say, "Well, that's not what he's out there to do. He's not a shooter. That's not his role on the team." Yeah. Anybody that say that, I challenge them. Is Zion's role a three point shooter? No. No, he's not a shooter. He's not a three point shooter. But in his very first game, his very first game, he was having a. Very underwhelming performance. Everybody was like hyped to see something. We wasn't seeing nothing. He wasn't showing us nothing. And then Popovich said, "You know what? Put a nail in the coffin. Let the rookie leave the leave him wide open. Going to do nothing. He ain't about that life." And the boy hit four straight threes. 
blew everybody's mind because he was willing to shoot the ball. You have to be willing to shoot the ball. Great things happen when you just let it fly. It's basketball. I say in my book, I say, I say something like a a painter paints, a singer sings. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, like certain things you just got to do. You know what I mean? A batter swings. You know what I'm saying? But basically just shoot the damn ball. You know what I mean? It's basketball. And and I think and the, the thing for me from a psychological uh, position or human psychology position when I'm looking at him, I think the sad thing from my perspective is that I know he knows it affects his game and his team. It, it's like he knows. I remember back in junior college, uh, I got recruited to be a point guard. My last year of high school, I started, I, I read the one. But I didn't really, it really wasn't a traditional point guard. I just, I knew how to get people the ball. I knew how to, you know. But then we had like a, a, a second year senior in junior college strapping me up, right, in practice. Yeah. Four, four. I'm a, you know, I'm a freshman. I didn't really lift weights like that. And so the guys on the side, I'm like, yo, call the cops, call the cops. We need, you need help, you need help. <laughs> and it, it, I felt it. Because I was Apple turnover. They put that yeah. pressure on, shaky. And so I knew, you know, instinctively that this was affecting my confidence and affecting how my coach viewed me and the team in general. Despite anything else, I did well. That was fine. So as a player, when you get paid the amount of money he's getting paid, I don't think it's about the pay scale. It's about just being a professional. Yeah. I feel like you're, 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 you're held accountable and you're held to a higher standard. Yeah. I, Deep down in his subconscious mind, he knows he has to get his shot right. Or he it's not gonna work. Like it's not his it's like even LeBron shot the ball. He wasn't a great shooter his freshman, yeah. his sophomore year. He shot the ball, bro. So I would like to question his team and the people around him. Like, what is the feedback? Because if he my homie, hey bro, you gotta shoot the ball. Yeah, man, I don't come still getting like 15 and 10. Like, yeah, but they ain't gonna cut it in the playoffs. It's one thing to have. It's one thing to lack confidence. Yeah. And then it's, it's a whole nother thing to have confidence and just be so stubborn, unwilling, and toxic yeah. that, that, that you just don't care who yeah. your choices affect. Right. Like, yo, I don't want to shoot because y'all too worried about me shooting. No, 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 no. You see, you, you focus on the fact that we would love you to shoot. You you focus on that too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We only would love you to shoot because it's a major part of basketball. You would be better. We will be better. Yeah. It would be no like we'll all be having an understanding. We yeah. <laughs> like so he, he really throwing off a lot of things and, and he he confuses me, man. It's mind boggling. And, and the thing is I, I you know I, I got a, a note and I was going to talk about Russell Westbrook. It's like Russell Westbrook has the athleticism that Ben Simmons uh, owns and has right now. Um, sees the floor, he can do everything Ben Simmons does, and his jump shot is not the best. He shoots the ball though. So, what's your difference when we talk about confidence and showing up as a professional and doing the work? How do you describe? How do you see what makes Russell Westbrook so good outside of all the things we know he's good at. He's athletic, he's driven, he's confident. Why do you think he's able to average triple doubles for seasons? Yeah. How, I always say 
it's not it, it, it's not the person's game. It's who they really are, right? It's 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 the little things they do well and what they know about their skill. Some yeah. people say AI. He just had it. It wasn't like he was shooting a hundred shots, a thousand shots a day. That's what Kobe right. was. Doing. AI was just coming straight. Let me give you thirty-five a night. What's up? Right, right, right. Fresh party and whatever. Who yeah. knows? He just had it. So with Russ, what is it about him that you see or that you know? I mean, you used to cut his hair. Or you you met him. You know, he was in a barbershop. You know, years yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. You know the guy. Shot. <laughs> I, I talked to him, and, and and you know, just a guy like that, man. Hey, oh uh, man, it's 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 one word. It's audacity. See, he, he has the audacity to to do what he does first. That's that's what he had first. He saw the Michael Jordans, the AIs, the Kobe's. He know everybody that came before him. He knows who's who gets remembered is the legendary people. The he, he looked up to a guy like Nipsey. He's one of the guys who he knew when Nipsey was alive that Nipsey was driven by something different. Then these other rappers are driven by. They're driven by what Nipsey is driven by is like what Russ is driven by. He's driven by the the idea of creating a legacy. Yeah. That is like for doing the unthinkable. Yes. Yeah, bigger than what you're doing. That's that's the unthinkable that really that's revolutionary. That's pushing the envelope that's gonna make somebody be the next you. See, people gotta always when you put yourself in that thing, like yo, I'm doing this, so the next me is gonna have to work so much hard and harder and, and, and just respect the game so much. They're gonna have to respect the game so much to be the next Russell Westbrook. And that's what people got to understand. Oscar Robinson was a mythical dragon. We used to hear about this guy. Yeah, he we was never a myth. Yeah, I never we couldn't that. fathom how it would look for somebody to do it. So what we did was use technology to fathom it. We played video games and tried to go out and have a triple-double. Playing NBA Live. We had to see how this shit must have looked. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook is a human video game. He's showing you, no, 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 no. If he can do it, then you know it can be done. Yeah. Let's stop imagining. Let's be great. So yeah. now that Kevin Durant is out my way, what's my motive? What's my, oh, that triple-double. Because the year KD, the year before KD left, Russ damn near averaged a triple-double. Yeah, he did. Russ damn near averaged a triple-double a lot of the years. He didn't average a triple-double, just like uh, Oscar Robinson was doing. And people always remember the triple-double season. And what they don't, re don't, don't realize is that they always say Russ stat pad or he's trying to do this, trying to do that. That's one of the, biz the biggest misconceptions of Russell Westbrook is that, like, yo, and Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson was trying to do it. In order to be great, you yeah. have to try to do it first. You have to do it on purpose. This shit is by design. Russell Westbrook is 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 a hunter. He's hunting every rebound, hunting assists, hunting points. So he he does this shit on purpose. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And it do translate to wins. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, they like to say, uh, man, the Michael Jordan era, um, I think LeBron and Melo in that era is about to be over. But, man, like, Russell Westbrook's, LeBron, he's in there, KD's in there, Kyrie. Man, let's talk about Steph, bro. 
Steph Curry, man. He went to Davidson, bro. To Davidson, bro. Mid-major. Steph Curry? Steph, he's the reason everybody's shooting three points. He is. Like, come on. Steph, like, who? That, that he, he, he revolutionized the game. Um, um, you know, props to another dude that I met uh, before, um, Mark Jackson, Coach Mark Jackson. Uh, I, I haven't met Steph before. I met Clay Thompson before. I remember I was, I was we was blowing. I was, uh, we was blowing the backwoods. I was blowing with Michael Thompson, right, Clay brother, and I was blowing my man Austin Day too. Shout out to Austin Day. I tried to pass the L to, to Clay. Clay was looking at me at the club like, "Yo, you you tripping trying to pass?" Him. I'm like, "Nigga, you just was blowing." But nah, I'm not needed here no day. But anyway, but yeah, step back to Steph. Listen, Mark Jackson once he put the battery in his back. And, and, and told the world, put the world on notice that he had the Splash Brothers and that they was the best backcourt to ever play the game. It been a wrap. Steph, it's just once you are allowed, when, when you're allowed by the coach, the system or whatever, when you're allowed to be great and there's no cap put on your greatness, sky's the limit. Mark Jackson knows that he's a player's coach. See, players, coaches, they don't even last that long in this league. They empower players too much. Earl Watson, for example, was the coach of Phoenix Suns when Devin Booker had 70. Devin Booker was like 20 years old. He has no business dropping 70. Who would let him do such a thing in a loss? Yeah, Earl Watson. Earl Watson, a coach yeah. that understands, I got to empower him. He wants to be Kobe. Kobe said, go out and be great. He's trying it. I want to sit on a bench and watch him try to be great. Not for this game, for, for his future. Yeah. Empower him. So so that's why Mark Jackson was like, go ahead. Yeah, listen, 15 threes a game, shoot 20. Yeah. Be great. No lid on you. No lid on you. See, it was a lid put on Allen Iverson for a while because you had to keep him in some type of, you know, groove to get where you want to get. And I and, and you know, it, it, it's just crazy when you talk about when you talk about Steph, man. <laughs> that's all he needed was that. Yeah, and I love Steph because he put in the work. Like I go watch these guys work out. I want to see the energy. I want to see how they stay consistent, how they, you know, the guy puts in the work, you know. Yeah. And I respect the work. You know, yeah. a lot of, you know, the reason I like LeBron is LeBron puts in the work, right? Now, he might have ways. I'm like, all right, LeBron, you can just be quiet and just show up. But he puts in the work. I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't like him, but he does the work. I mean, yeah. he's three-ball now. He's never shot the three-ball. So yeah. guys like Steph, Russ, they show up every game. So it's like Ben Simmons. I like Ben Simmons. I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan, but I like him. Ben, yeah. I ball, bro. Listen to this. If Ben Simmons goes to the gym, right? Yeah. And puts up a thousand shots. Yeah. You know what that'll be called? That'll be called putting in work. Yeah. If LeBron James go to the gym and shoot a thousand shots, that's called LeBron James waking up. Or that's called LeBron James tying his shoes. That's called yeah. LeBron James breathing. That's yeah. just called it, it ain't work yeah. when you love it and know who you are. Dribbling two basketballs every which way and, and shooting three, that's, 
I might as well be playing Uno. Like, what? This ain't nothing. This ain't work. That's that. That's, nigga, what? Give me a challenge. This is nothing. Work is when I got to put this shit on somebody in the finals. And I'm too careless because I'm so confident. And damn, I done turned it over. Oh, shit, I got to lock in. Oh, this shit might get it. <laughs> that might be a little tougher. But this is, this is me. Russell Westbrook, he loved the process so much. That him running up the sand dunes and, and him doing all that stuff off season. Come on, man. Y'all can look at it as work, but he just like, this is the reason. That's my rebound. Oh, that 50 50 yeah. ball? It belongs to me. I'm entitled to, I'm entitled to every rebound. I'm entitled to every assist. My teammates know it. If Bradley's Bill scored 50, that's because I, I fed him all game. So to be that great of a player to where as though you change the system, we're talking about Steph, LeBron, and Russ, guys like that. You know, the system changes. Like, big men on Russ teams know, I think I should get out on the, you know, get go get to my spot because when this ball comes off the, the rim, it's Russ's. It belongs to Russ. Yeah, you know what I mean? The system it players. Yeah, man, and, and you know, you respect those guys as they paid the way for the young guys, the Java Rants, the Zions, the LaMelo Balls, the Terry Roziers, uh, the Jason Tatums, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Guy Shea from Oklahoma. Like, all these oh, guys. Oh, I love Shea. I love Shea. Um, yeah, he's great. Um, let's, let's tap into, like, you know, women's sports and, you know, women's basketball to be exact. You said, like, a few months ago, and I was like, Q sound crazy. What is he talking about? They should lower the rims. Like, what are you trying to say? Women can't dump on regular rims, bro? You taking shots at women? These are my thoughts, right? These are my perspective. But then I think a few months after that, you explained it. So can you kind of, like, break down your analogy or your perception of why you think um, the WNBA should lower the rims for women's sports for their game and how is that beneficial not only for the players – but for the game itself uh, from an entertainment uh, standpoint. Yeah, yeah, strictly for, for, for entertainment. Um, that's, that was my initial thing for entertainment. Um, and also for empowerment, uh, I think it empower a, a lot of women and young females uh, that love this game. It empower them um, to see that representation in a dunking space, right? You have yeah. a whole culture that is dunking. Right. So to see women represented in that better than they're represented now, the, the, the whole barely dunking thing. And that's cool. I appreciate the Fran Believes and, and all of the, the, the Britney Grinders and, and the women that dunk. But I'm talking about like in volleyball, when, when you get when you got a smaller bat, I mean, a smaller volleyball for the women. I mean, a, a smaller net. Right. It's, yeah. it's not the same height. Right. So so they're able to spike. Because that's a that's a part that you can't deprive them of, right? And that's why the ball, the basketball is smaller for women, and, and you know, so they sh can shoot more accurate, right? So it's not nothing derogatory or anything like that to make the game um, more genetically modified for a woman, as Courtney Williams said. Um, she played for the Atlanta Dream, and I had a conversation on live with her. She's in favor of lowering the rim for the women. Uh, Atlanta Della Don is in favor of lowering the, the rim for women. She's a former MVP of the WNBA. Uh, Gino Oriema is the coach for um, 
you know, legendary coach for UConn's women. Yeah. So he's in favor of it too. So it, it's, it's plenty of them out there that are in favor of it. And, and there's some leagues that's going to pop up pretty soon that's going to give these women opportunities. Shout out to Courtney Williams again because she just put on an event in Atlanta that no WNBA players was allowed to attend because they fear this. Yeah. You know, but, but some professionals did attend. It was called Women Above the Rim. And um, I just think it got it is a future in the women's dunk. I think uh, the, the, it would lead to more endorsements, shoe deals, uh, things like that. Just bring more eyes uh, from the casual basketball fan because I think that matters a lot. The casual fan has yeah. to want to watch. I mean, imagine the women just coming down, just dunking on someone. I mean, I would love to see what that looks like. Like, hey, a lot of people would. A lot of people would, and, and you know, and I have. You know, I respect the integrity of the game so much. I wouldn't even propose something that's like that's like taken away from it. But I think that'll enhance it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think women deserve the opportunity to, to, to generate more revenue for their sport and for themselves to be a brand outside of sports, just like the guys are. I mean, why not? I mean, you got young women coming up that are they, they're dunking, but I think the entertainment side and just you know, the viewership and people wanting to see more because yeah. there's girls out there that can really hoop, but we don't know who they are. Yeah. I, back when I was young, when I was coming up, I didn't know how tall the rim was. I, right. was. I still was trying to dunk it, though. Right. But it could have right. been eight feet. I still was going to try to. So why yeah. not? I, it comes down to really the equal opportunity to entertain yeah. and to get that bag. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> to get and have some have some separation, have some dominance. Have a woman that's out there that's like they like, man, that's not even fair, man. She got crazy hops, like, and, and then you gotta look at it like since Duncan is a whole subculture, look at how look at how that how dribbling and everything, you know, kind of got enhanced from the and one league, right? The and one tour. A lot yeah. of people look at it. A lot of purists looked at it like that's not basketball. So how did Ray for Austin? translate fine in the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is basketball. And, and and even if it ain't, it empowered all of them dudes, the hot sauces, the main events, the, you know, the all them characters, the Aaron yeah. Owens, the professor. That it man. empowered them. It empowered them through the game of basketball. And it wasn't called the NBA. So another league could pop up and do it if the WNBA ain't careful. And I think they should, man. I think women's sports deserve that, you know, that extra push to generate more revenue for the players. I mean, I don't know any WNBA player that gets a, has a million-dollar contract. No, nah, it ain't happening. They get their money overseas. Yeah. And so that's messed up. They got to go to another we country here, to get their money. I feel like, you know, that should, that should be what it is. Um, so you, you spoke briefly that you have a book coming out, and you yeah. ain't got title but just give us you know just like in big picture you know version like what is it really about and what was your creation by uh behind it because i don't know how long you've been working on it but i know we talked about it um for some time yeah it's um i just wanted to put some i, I feel like in basketball is a lot of unwritten rules so i feel i i, I felt as though somebody gotta write them you know what i'm saying yeah. Don't don't leave them unwritten. Um, for an example, I, I I got um I got a chapter about the heat check, right? 
I got a chapter about about the heat check, meaning like you're entitled to to another three pointer if you just hit two in a row. The team should look for you. Everybody should be in agreement that he deserves a heat check. Like little little simple things like that. Um, um, shooting the ball, you have to be um willing to shoot, and and, and you should never be unwilling to shoot when open. Right. That that is a chapter about that. Um, so chapter is the question I have before you move forward. So what if you 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 can't shoot? What 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 is the solution for that? Like if I'm on your team, you're the point guard. I'm a small forward. I I know for sure I can't shoot the ball, but you want me to be willing. How do we fix that within me to make it make sense to that chapter in the book? I can't shoot. I know I can't shoot, but you want me to be willing. No. Yeah, yeah, I, I just don't think it's a such thing unless the player now, unless they start letting, you know, no disrespect, like paraplegics and people like that, like people with no hands and stuff like that, play the game. Like if you're not, it, it, because you're able to. Oh, so you're saying because you're able to? Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you're able, see, you cannot be unwilling to do anything you're physically able to do. Got it. You can't do that in a team sport. You can't do that, yo. You can't do that. You can't even do that in, in, in any professional sport. If Floyd Mayweather looked at his dad or, and, and looked at his corner and said, I'm not throwing a jab. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm just not throwing a jab. Right. No. Dad, I hear you, but no. Floyd, you know you dominate with the jab. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Right. So it's just different, like it's like a batter, like you know, it's like it's like if somebody in in warmups was hitting, knocking homer runs off the park, yeah, but in the game, not, right. but in the game he had five at bats and looked at three strikes. You're out. Why you yeah, ain't swinging? Like practice. You're not taking jump shots. If you take the jump shots in practice, oh yeah, do a swing. I know you're not the best hitter. Just swing. Not, not to mention in warmups, he was knocking him out the park. So it's, it's different. Ben Simmons had hit eight threes in a row in warmups, and then not shoot. And then when the game is out of reach, he'll shoot a three, yeah. and you'll be like, "Dang!" and drain it. Yeah, and that's so you'll be like, "Wait, wait a minute." Or, yeah. or you'll have Dwight yeah. Howard with more threes this year than you. Yeah, I said There's that a as a joke in the season, but yeah. it's real. Two quotes that come up for, for me for Ben Simmons that what you resist will persist, and what we don't defeat, we destined to repeat. You know what I'm saying? Yo, why <laughs> people say it's me on porn right now? He said, y'all on porn air right now. <laughs> the fuck is they talking about, man? They probably, they think this ain't porn up. The fuck is going on? I don't know. That's crazy. Um, But yeah, man, so, you know, we got that, so come on, get is gonna win a championship this year. Man, it's gonna come down to who's healthy. Mm -hmm. It's gonna come down to who's healthy at the right time, whose superstar is healthy at the right time, man. Because uh I knew injuries and all type of you know health protocols and things like that was gonna play a part, but this is crazy. This is crazy. It's so unpredictable. Right now, I don't know. I mean, are we going to have – is it going to be Sixers versus Denver? Dang. Is it going to be 
Brooklyn versus everybody want to see Brooklyn versus LA. Everybody wants to see Brooklyn Lakers, and it don't look like it's going to be that, that way. And if and if LeBron do come back and go crazy, and 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 they win it this year, God, that'd be crazy. Well, I don't. I mean, I see them getting making it to the second round, could possibly making it to crazy. the first. Round. I don't feel like they're gonna get. I don't know something like they're just too banged up, man. Body's just so. I mean, everybody's banged up. Let's be clear. But you know, I see. I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix get to the conference finals, maybe the Clippers, but definitely I feel like I feel like the Nets they're gonna be there for some reason. The Nets maybe Nuggets, I don't know. Or the, the Nets, Nets gonna, it's 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 hard to stop. Uh, I mean, we ain't see them all three, but you can imagine. I don't know uh, how much defense they or, or or I don't know how much defense they gonna actually need. If can nobody had that power, that firepower that they got, thirty twenty five and twenty every night. Like I mean, how can y'all lose? Then you get seventeen twelve off the bench or fifteen from a few guys. That's hard to beat. Um, right. Yeah, man. So just briefly, it's a bonus, man. You know your father now. You got a little one, man. Yeah. How does that journey? How has that journey been? And how does it make you feel as an individual? And what does it do for you on a day-to-day basis? Because I know you always say every day you learn something different. Yeah, man. I um, I always felt I had I had purpose, you know I me mean, in life to like help people, inspire people, you know, teach what I learn, um, and everything. So I just think that you know, with, with having a son now is like I really have that purpose, um manifest like you know what I mean? that, that that he is my purpose you know what i mean that so so yeah th- so so the things that i'm that i want to do and you know inspire teach help you know love um I, I got a lot to give you know a lot of wisdom i believe i got a lot to give so I, I i have somebody to give it directly to and especially through the game of basketball because it's a, it's, it's a tough world to navigate through Right, so I'm never gonna, you know, leave him alone. You know what I mean? Gotta be, gotta be a um, a great example to him, and just I want to create the, a, a platform that he can grow up through the game of basketball and learn life through through basketball, and knowing that you know he don't gotta, you know, do it, but but he gonna be, you know, he's gonna have all the the tools to do it. You know what I mean? And have a, a life involving basketball and you know what i mean that's that's the biggest thing to me i mean i've watched the young kid I mean, he's three years old man he four he's, now four now oh he's four now playing basketball like he's six or seven like he not yeah. dribble layup form he got a little <laughs> dance after like he's steph curry or Lamelo. Mm-hmm. like he do voiceovers i mean kids are phenomenal man they inspire me hey doing voiceovers he's four years old it's like you put them in a position to give them confidence. And I think that's the most valuable thing you can do for a kid is put them in a position yeah. to confidence. So I'm yeah. he's not going to be afraid to speak in front of people. He's not going to be afraid to read out loud. He's not going to be afraid to exercise his gift or his gift thing. Yeah. I think it's very vital and important for parents to know that, yeah, your kids are not going to be perfect and they're not going to do everything you want them to do, but you can put instill confidence within them so they yeah. need to be for themselves outside of what you teach them. Because he's right. going to find the thing that you give him, but he's also going to find his thing that he likes. And he's going to yeah. make 
dominant. And so I just respect yeah. you for that. I like I, I like that energy appreciate on you. you know, on you for appreciate like, you, man. You know, it's like you really be you really be giving your all to your son and trying to make him the best individual he can be from your perspective. And mm. I guess me, I don't really get to see that too often with with, with guys with their sons. Mm -hmm. But it looks good. You can see it's transferring over because he's picking it up. He, yeah. He has his ways and his days like we all do. He's a kid. Yeah. But that's inspirational, bro. So keep that going. Keep it up. My, my phone is about to die. But anyway, before we get off. Let, let me get him on here to say hi to him. Yeah. Tom, say hi to you real quick. Yeah. My guy. Little Q. I'm Lord Junior. Say hi. Lord Junior. <laughs> that's a good name. I don't care. Yeah, that's all. He wants to say hi to me. Oh, man. Oh, hey, no, he can't see you. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. What's up? What you doing? Playing basketball? What you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, you don't feel like talking right now? Yeah. All right, man. All right, little Trey Young. Uh, all right, you want to go back in here? Yeah. All right, here. I get so tired. You get so tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just woke up. <laughs> you got a little kid, right, bro. Get so tired, yo. He's a finesse, bro. He's he good. So yeah, like you know, what, you know. So what do you got coming out? I know you got the book coming out soon. You know, this is your official Instagram, the Hoop Lord official. You got one yes, that's your personal. Um, but yeah, bro, like. Keep doing. I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, it was fun, man, just to talk basketball. The playoffs about to come, and I think people will take a lot from this convo. I put it up on my page, and um, it's gonna be on my podcast too. So what I'm doing is I'm um I'm taking my links from my IG live, putting it on my YouTube, and then snatch it off, putting it on my podcast. So, Hell yeah! It's, it's content to live forever, even if people don't get to see it, they can hear it. Yeah, so, that's dope. Yeah, man. But but thank you, thank you for your time and energy. Yeah, man, appreciate you, man. I see you soon. By the way, people don't know, but I be getting my fresh cuts. Man, Q, get me right. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, I got you, man. You do right, for one, bro. Keep soon. doing big things, bro. I have no choice. My God. Peace. Yep. Peace. So, yeah, the Hoop Lord official. Follow him. That's my guy, Q. Um, and, yeah, he talks basketball, life. He, he tapped in. So, follow him. Um get some basketball inspiration. His son, little little Q, <laughs> Kushan, he actually does voiceovers on his dad's page. You go check it out. It's funny. It's inspirational. And um, yeah, guys, thank you for joining me. Um, this will go up on my page. You guys have a phenomenal, phenomenal day. What's today? Monday? Damn, we're back at it again. Happy Monday. Have a great week. Be safe. See you guys soon. Smurple Peace and love and gratitude.